Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Brittany's not in today. Uh, matter of fact, for the next several Tuesdays, she won't be in because she's pretending she's studying to learn something, and we know that's bullshit. But anyway, <laughs> so I, do you know how many Tuesdays she's going to be out? Allie, do you know? Uh, I do not know yet. No. I have no idea. Is it, is it an entire semester? Is it like three, four months? or? I wish I knew. I think yeah. I think it's a next two weeks for sure, maybe. Okay, well, I don't know what I'm going to do without her. I only have her for four days a week then. It's very painful. You know. Nobody's believing this. Is that what She's trying to get away from you. And the Oscar goes too. <laughs> and the Oscar goes to Tom for pretending. No, actually, of course. Uh, yeah, so Brittany will be back, and she's going to take Tuesdays off for a while. Um, but we do have AJ in studio. We got Tevin in studio. And then, of course, the lazy people are both women who don't bother to come in. Mm-hmm. Of course, one's in Chicago and one's in Los Angeles. So that might be a problem. Yeah. But I, I want to sit back and listen to a, a conversation between Kristen and Allie about entertainment. Is there any big opening entertainment news, Kristen? Well, I'll start with something that could possibly be very Minnesota. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. I know. Something great. So, um... I know the show a lot of people don't care about, but I, I'm very curious to get everybody's reaction to this possible casting. Tomorrow, Dancing with the Stars will announce its season 32 cast on Good Morning America. The rumor is that Adrian Peterson is joining the show. Whoa. What? what? Wow. Ooh. That's a rumor. It is not confirmed. We will find out tomorrow morning, probably while the show is going on, so maybe we'll be able to break it tomorrow. But I would love to know your thoughts on all of this because I, I it kind of sent me back a little bit. I was like, really? Even I know who he is. You ever met him? I have not. Okay, well, I'll be Adrian Peterson, and then you be you, so say hello to me, and I'll be Adrian. Go ahead. Hi, Adrian. How does it feel to be joining Dancing with the Stars this year? Well, it'll probably be all right. I think, you know, things will be okay. Okay. So <laughs> Do you want me to turn your mic up? I didn't quite catch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nice guy. I will tell you one thing about Adrian Peterson that many people probably do not know unless you've met him in person. Very nice guy, actually. Very pleasant mm-hmm. man. Um, what about all the controversies surrounding him? Well, there is that. Are you talking about the switch, Kristen? I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. I I thought that was like a universal thing. Oh, you mean the switch switch? I thought you meant like literally. You're talking about the kid. Yeah. 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 Okay. And he took a switch. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking. And his last domestic violence incident was February 2022. So I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Sounds like he's trying to do a little rehab on his uh, image there and going dancing with the stars where. 
He just needs to be on beat and not beat his kids, but that'd be good. Yeah. He could probably nice. also use, he's not playing football as a free agent. He could probably use the paycheck, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. From what I've heard is he does not, he didn't save a lot of money from no, his NFL that's what I hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. We will see um, and how that goes. Football players traditionally have done well on the show, so who knows? They're muscular. Tell, I'll give them that. They they're are indeed. Their feet. They're quick. Yeah. A good, a good. Uh, okay. Let's see. Okay. This bottle is what about seven inches tall? Okay. Right. So I have very big hands. I have like seven, six, seven inch hands. Right. I've shook hands with Adrian Peterson probably four times. It hurts like a son of a bitch. You've done it. Yes. Oh I'm, my God. He's like crush. Yeah. It's and Jesus. it's. Because you hear about it all the time, like, oh, he has a super strong handshake. Oh. But until you actually shake his hand, it's – and it's <laughs> yeah. not like – because you can – you get the guys where, you like, you can tell they come in and, like, oh, I'm trying to crush your hand. Right. He, he, that's not what he's doing. Nope. He's just naturally – that's how strong his grip so is. So why did he have all those fumbles then? That's, that's what I don't get. I'm like, hey, man, how about you grip the ball like you're gripping everybody's hand out here? And we probably would have had a Super Bowl back in 2010. Uh, even 20, 2015 could have been a run, too. I yeah. sat in that freezing cold at TCF Bank Stadium from the fumble inside the 30 and then Blair Walsh misses the kick. If you yeah. hold on to that ball, buddy, we are going to the next round. Yep. Man, no, when when Kristen, when you said that you had a like a local angle, I thought you were going to bring up Buddy Games with uh, was it Josh Dumel that's coming out. Oh no, I'm literally like, how about Adrian Peterson? <laughs> I, a lot of people are like not very thrilled since the rumors going around. To be honest, it's kind of controversial, and the show loves to put on people who like murder. Beat their wives. What? Do they <laughs> really? But yeah, they have. They've had a lot of controversial contestants over the years. They've had Ray Lewis. Oh, sure. Allegedly wow. murdered someone. Quite possibly. Um, we've had Nelly on the series. Nelly has had several sexual assault claims lodged against him. Mm-hmm. Nick Carter, another person with sexual assault claims. Boy, what do they all have in common, no, 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 Nick Carter's white. Nick Carter is white. <laughs> nah. So, so next year, does that mean like OJ's in the running? Oh, you know, that's hey. the big joke. Here's the thing. The, the big fear among the longtime Dancing with the Stars fans is that they will ask him because we all know he will say yes to that. A hundred percent. He will say, say yes. yes and do it. Oh, God. What and a remember, world. It was Sean Spicer who got Tom Bergeron fired. Not directly. It wasn't Sean Spicer's direct fault, but it was because Tom Bergeron complained about having a political figure in the cast that eventually got Humber drawn fired from his longtime job. That was kind of a sad deal because I always got along really, really well with Tom Bergeron. But at the Tom end, Tom Bergeron he, is amazing. At the end, he got kind of prickly, though. He really did. When he was on his way um, out, it wasn't as pleasant. I don't know. I mean, I've interacted with him quite a bit over the years, and he's always been yeah. lovely and kind to me. However, I think he just got really frustrated. There was he didn't get along with the executive producer. So I don't think in the end he was probably really thrilled with being there. Um, and Sean Spicer was the undoing and, and the show never recovered from losing him. Really? He's such a good host. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. And that's, that show's not even on a prime time anymore. Is it a- AFV? Well, it is this season. So last season it moved to Disney Plus because it wasn't making any money on advertising on ABC. Right. But because of the actor's strike and everyone's doing unscripted this fall, they moved it back to ABC and it's going to air concurrently live on Tuesday nights 
um, on both ABC and Disney Plus, and they're airing it on both because they need the programming. They moved it to Tuesday nights because they had nothing to fill those two hours on Tuesday nights from eight to ten. Oh. I mean, uh, this is how desperate these networks are getting. And I think that all of the networks, CBS, ABC, NBC, they're going to take a bath in the ratings mm -hmm. because are, are all of us going to be watching game shows every single night? I'm not. No. Mm -mm. no. They're going to take a bath. It's it's going to be awful. It's absolutely true. Chris, Kristen, did you see um, that the Drew Barrymore show is going to continue this fall? Yes. And we talked a little bit about that yesterday, but oh, I my bad. That, no, but this is good, Allie. I'm glad you mentioned it because this kind of adds on to this. Yesterday, it was then mentioned that the talk is coming back, which is also a WGA show. They're going mm -hmm. to cross the picket lines. And um, I, there was one other show and I'm trying to remember which one, but oh, Jennifer, the Jennifer Hudson show. So you're seeing people make decisions, maybe because of the crew, they're worried about the rest of the crew working, mm -hmm. but they are acting as scabs in terms of crossing the picket line for WGA, even though as hosts, they are honoring their contract under SAG after agreement. It's really mm. confusing. And, you know, I know Tom was saying, you know, he wouldn't cross the picket line, but it's clear that some people are just making hard decisions and well, just going, we're going to do it. Yeah. And it's hard for those people that work on those shows too, that have ever been in SAG. They'll never be able to be in SAG again. Yeah. If they find out that yep. they worked on that, they became scabs. And it's just it's sad, you know, like. But what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, so I read somewhere and maybe I don't know if you can tell me if this is true or not, that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck have been paying the salaries of the writers on the Jimmy Kimmel show while they've been uh, out. Oh, OK. So that that's kind of an interesting story. So Jimmy uh -huh. Kimmel decided that, you know, right around the strike, he's like, you know, maybe this is a time for me to retire. Mm -hmm. And they said, you know what? Hey, this is you know, continue working. Don't uh, retire. I think you still have a voice in this late night game. And Matt Damon and Ben said, you know, if it's an issue of money, we will help pay the staff for your writers because not every late night host is paying their staff right now. And that's become kind of a, a big issue. Jimmy Fallon and NBC only paid the writers for about three weeks during the strike. Ooh. Yeah. Where Jimmy Kimmel has continued to pay it, as has Stephen Colbert. He's still paying his staff. Um, but they are also doing, I don't know if you guys noticed, they're doing a podcast all together to raise funds right. for all of <clears throat> the yeah. staff members yep. just to kind of help out. But and then Jimmy Fallon, on top of all of this, just to add to the storm of all of this, of course, we know that he had the toxic workplace allegations last week. Like Tevin. Same thing. Tevin. <laughs> so, yeah, well. Toxic Tevin, they call him. What are you doing? Uh, we, he we, gave me a can't... funny look, Kristen. <laughs> yeah. He looked at me funny. We can't talk about it on air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally you just don't me. know if you're getting good Tevin or bad Tevin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Let me offer something up. It's it's from a different generational perspective. Uh, so I grew up on Johnny Carson, who was the best of all time. You know, you guys are, many of you too young to even remember seeing him at all. But I just don't think these talk show hosts are any good anymore. I, I think every one of them is not funny in the least. Am I wrong about that? I mean, I don't think any of us probably stay up late at night to watch them. Right. I don't know if no. I'm out of turn, at least saying that. Yep. I, but I do catch certain clips, I think, from time to time. Mm -hmm. Stephen Colbert sometimes does a really, he's a good interviewer, and he'll have a really sharp interview that maybe I'll catch on YouTube. Um, mm -hmm. 
I've always kind of been a fan of Jimmy Kimmel, though, Tom. He started out in radio. Yeah, he, he did. Got fired, right. He got fired from every radio job he ever had. I wonder why. <laughs> and, <laughs> but him and Adam Carolla together, like, I always was a fan of them on The Man Show. And yeah, then, yep. And I, I think that it takes, it takes a lot. I mean, you know this, to put on a show every single day that's funny and interesting and you know, you have all these people helping you and you have to decide what's what's good, what's bad. Yeah, but that's the and bad things. part. The four people that are helping me, I mean, that's where it gets really hard. Right. Let's see, wait a minute. One, <laughs> two, three. Oh, never mind. Exactly. And in the political climate that they have to do it in, yeah. too. Because, yeah. I mean, do you make the political jokes or do you not make the political jokes? And that's really a decision that the staff has to make. I know for Fallon, he finally just had to lean away from it because it just wasn't servicing him oh, okay. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, where Stephen Colbert is someone who I think is a little bit more politically astute and his audience enjoys it. Ooh, look at all the support for that statement. Nobody's here. <laughs> no. I can't stand Stephen Colbert. I've met him a couple times. Oh, God. Incredibly arrogant human being. <laughs> you ever meet him? Um, yeah, I've met, I've actually worked on a production with him. Oh, that's ago. right, you you did. So you like him? I have never had a bad encounter with him, so but I'm not we'll like see. staying up till eleven thirty, going, "Let me watch Colbert." No, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I all those shows, either. all those shows have gotten way, way, way too political for me, and they all lean the same way, and it's like you're just kissing ass now is all you're doing. But if you had to watch one, if you were like in a room and you're forced to watch Kimmel, Fallon. Or Colbert, who would everyone watch? I would probably say Kimmel. Yeah, Kimmel. Or, and then Colbert and then Fallon. I care less. How about if we had a fourth option? Can okay. I resurrect Conan's, Conan O'Brien's career for yeah. this? Yeah, 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 yeah I could do that. My fourth option is suicide. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you think? Those guys are terrible at that job. You go back and look at Johnny Carson. And you will see those guys don't even come close to knowing how to do that job. But when Johnny Carson was on the air, you could just literally go, smoke a cigarette, drink a drink, and you could just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Now they have to go on and promote things. They have to go, here's my trailer, this right, is my new right. movie, mm-hmm. my new product. Um, and I wish that they would like get rid of that and say, you can't go on and promote your movie. You've just got to go on and tell stories. Yeah, those were the, hey, back in the old days when they, Dean Martin would come out and doff his cigarette ashes into other people's drinks while they weren't looking. <laughs> it's like, that's real nice, Dean. Really. But I'm real. also not sure every celebrity is capable of actually going on a show and right. just telling stories. They're not storytellers because they're not trained that way anymore. They're trained in sound bites of like, here's my quick little like clip and, you know, oh, I've got something funny to say. And they tell that same story on five different shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just with the way that people consume media now, it's not like we don't long form interviews aren't really the thing anymore. People no, want to just get true. in and out with, yeah, like you're saying, Chris, and the quick stories and move on to the next part of their life. You know, one thing in their defense, all of them, I would say, is that for 37 years, I couldn't stay up long enough to watch them. So I always had to watch them recorded, which is not the same thing. Watching it happen as it happens is one thing. And I know they probably record it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon or whatever, because I think that's what they used to do. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, having to get up so early at 3.15 in the morning for all those years, I, I didn't see them for decades. So once it, I did come back, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to get fired. So I didn't have to get up at 3.15 anymore. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, 
it's, I guess that's probably the big difference is I have not seen it in so long. I've kind of lost my taste for it. Do you think that's probably what it is? I, I would think so. And I, I mean, I used to be someone like in college, I was watching Letterman every night. That was yeah. the thing. The top and 10. Yeah, that was so good. Mm-hmm. So much fun. He was he was sarcastic. I think he really sort of leaned right into um, that early 20s, you know, where you're just like, that. you have to be sarcastic and obnoxious. It was great. Mm-hmm. But it, it changed over the years. And I even think in the last couple of years of Johnny Carson, you could tell that he was not feeling it because yeah. Yeah. he knew that it, there was a shift in television happening. And I think he went out at a good time because things weren't the same and it wasn't that show that happened in the 1960s and 1970s anymore. Yeah. Do those shows shows do as well on streaming as they would live television or at least, you know, broadcast television? No, they don't. In fact, you know, so. a lot yeah. of uh, streamers like Netflix and things have tried to come up with their own late night show and mm-hmm. that hasn't been a great success at all. I think the only show that has done well in late night but it's completely different than what we see on the linear networks is what Andy Cohen does on Bravo with watch what happens live. Cause mm-hmm. they lean into the content of their reality shows. It's very gossipy. You never know. People are drinking. And I think that because that show is a little bit looser, you definitely yeah. see, uh, you have fun with it. That's actually a really good analogy because that's what they do is they drink and they say whatever they want <laughs> and it's crazy. And it's like, it's like what Johnny Carson probably used to be. Yeah, they're doing shots on the air. You know, they're like, yeah. let's go over to the shot ski. And, you know, sometimes people do get drunk. And sometimes two people do, you know, like loose lips. You never know what you're going to get on that show. Mm-hmm. But it's a half an hour, too. It's not mm-hmm. an hour and a half the way Johnny Carson was way back in the day. Mm-hmm. They All don't right. have bit. They're just waiting for their guests to say something stupid. Yeah. Let's have a vote. Do you think they would ever allow me on national television drinking? No, but I would. <laughs> no way. Not but if you needed a reference, I would be your Euro. reference to have them let you do it. Because I want to see that. Tom is a stand-up guy. I've yep. known him a long time. Sure, great guy. Don't worry about a thing. We'd be writing character letters for you, wouldn't we? Yep. Uh huh. Good God, I can't even oh imagine my it. Gosh. Just everybody be getting called a candy ass and. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the sensors like beep. <laughs> One thing I will tell you, you know, being of a different generation than you guys, it's been pretty brilliant to watch. Now you have to look back. When I was a little boy, I think you know TV was around before I was born, but it was not a big deal. Even when I was four or five years old, it became a big deal later on. But to watch what happened with television and radio and all those things, newspapers over the last several decades, it's this world, to, to go from, at one time there were three TV uh, networks. That was it, ABC, NBC, CBS, because Fox wasn't around yet then. And I mean, to look back at how important those three networks to people, because it was their only entertainment on television, right? You know, you'd have the wonderful world of Disney and all that stuff too, but the difference between watching TV when I was a child and watching TV now is huge. Because when I was a kid, you had very few choices. It was all, you know, right there for you. And now, what do you have, about 10,000 choices that you have every time you yeah, sit down in front of your television? And, and I think, too, that's why when people go, well, you know, 50 million people used to watch the Oscars. Yeah. 50 million people have 50 million choices now. Right. So they're not going to watch an award show. It's not the only thing on TV. So it, 
I mean, even the Super Bowl, still like the number one show around the globe, but at the same time, we don't see those same ratings that we did even a decade ago. Yeah, the same thing is with uh, music sales, Kristen. Oh, great. Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah. So music sales way down just because you can, you have access to everything? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the biggest like opening days, like last big blot, like opening day sales that broke records was NSYNC. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Just a few like, years ago. I was expecting yeah. like, a, like a Taylor Swift like two years ago or something. Right. NSYNC, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Two yeah. decades ago, probably. At this every, point. Yeah, every girl had their parents' money and they went to the mall and they bought that thing. Yeah. And that's another thing, Allie. See, we don't go to the mall either. Mm-hmm. Like that, that used to be like a ritual when you were in like middle school and high school. Your mom would drop you off the mall. You'd go to Tower Records. You'd buy your CD. And that doesn't exist anymore. And Kristen, we were we had it bad at the Mall of America. If you were 16, you had to go home at 7 p.m. They would kick you out. Oh, I didn't of know the that. Mall. Really? They'd kick you out of the mall. Do they still have a curfew? Uh, probably. Yes, yeah. and yeah, as like they people... should, because kids yeah. are terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, with all the smash and grabs in the world, they yeah. probably do. Mm-hmm. I suppose. I, you know, then you just reminded me. You brought up NSYNC again. Why do you do this to me? Sorry. Because I tell these stories <laughs> all the time, but I got to tell it just one more time. Alex was a, a little girl. Well, she wasn't a little girl. She was a very young teen, and NSYNC came to town, and because I was in the business and everything, she wanted to meet NSYNC. Mm-hmm. So I, I took her and her young friend backstage, and they got to meet NSYNC and all the rest of it. And my favorite thing in that whole story is uh, her friend, and I won't say her name because she's a sweetheart, really liked it, the young lady. You haven't seen her in a while. Brittany. Wasn't Brittany. No, because she would have just been obnoxious. You know, that would have been a whole different deal. But I will never forget the look on Justin Timberlake. And now these people are sitting like 10 feet apart. Mm-hmm. And the look on Justin Timberlake's face, because he hadn't spent a lot of time in the outskirts of Minneapolis-St. Paul, right? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, if you have any questions, Justin Timberlake goes, you have any questions, just raise your hand. And, you know, so he calls on Alex's friend who says, and I quote, what's your guys' favorite foot? <laughs> and he looks at me like, what did she just say? Translation. She, Translation. And she said it again. He goes, pardon me, what would you say? She goes, what's your guys' favorite foot? He had no idea what the hell she was saying. So I went, What's your favorite food? Oh, yes. Well. <laughs> tough, tough. Thick Midwest. Yeah. Tough. That happened when the Foo Fighters came and they, oh, had a yeah. garage, they had a garage tour. Do you remember that? They came to Minnesota. They yes. played someone's garage. It was actually, Kristen, it was like this beautiful mansion of a home. And they had like this little barn for some reason. They probably made like applesauce in it or something. And the Foo Fighters are in there performing. And there's like a small amount of people. And someone I worked with, screamed. they were like, do you have any requests? And someone from the back who worked at the station goes, Stacked Actors. <laughs> what? <laughs> like the, the name of the song is Stacked Actors. But oh he said God. it in like a very Minnesota voice. Nah, Stacked nah. Actors. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, what? <laughs> what did you I just- love it when that happens. <laughs> yeah. We were, um, this just reminds me, I was at my friend's wedding. This is years and years ago and it was in Chicago and um someone at the wedding I, I 
and I'm from Massachusetts, you guys, so you know where this is going to go. Um, yeah. So one of the guests was from Massachusetts, was talking to one of the Chicago relatives and was like, oh, my God, I was walking around the city today and I saw them filming E.R. And they're like, what? Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and at the time, of course, you know, ER was on the air with George Clooney and Juliana Margulies, and they were filming the scene in Chicago. And they kept on going, ER, ER. Sounds like the Nelly song. And it really is my favorite memory from my friend's wedding. I feel bad for her. Because I'm like, yeah, you got married, but also that ER story still kills me two decades later so good i love the boston accent more than anything Kristen. honestly it's i so agree good. it's yeah. a good one <laughs> ali i agree with everything you just said. i we we just by coincidence we're talking about boston last night Catherine and i were there last year we're gonna go back we love boston what a great town that is Tom, it's one of my favorite cities show there and i will bring all of my crazy relatives oh. to come and visit in the audience and it will be we call it, my mom's maiden name is Cody. We call it the Cody Circus. So if I get the entire Cody Circus in, none of us will survive. It's going to be so loud. I will tell you, and this is very, very true. I was talking to Michael Bryant, who grew up out east, about because he was just in Boston, and we were talking about this, that, and the other. It is the cleanest big city in the United States. There is no question about that. It's a very Catholic city. It's a very, it, it, but, but it also is a very liberal city. So a lot of people think, oh, Catholics can't, but they're very liberal there. But You're I liberally I, conservative. If yeah, that that's a good way sense. to put it. Yeah, it's like Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chicago's that way too, and I love Chicago mm-hmm. too. By the way, I, I I love the uh, Philadelphia. A lot of people don't like Philadelphia. But I love big cities like that and all the rest of it. But going. To, to Bo- the weird thing about Boston, though, is like you're looking around and you go, oh, God, look at this, how great that is, look at this. And all of a sudden you look down at your feet and go, oh, that's Paul Revere's tomb. I'm like, what? Yeah. You're like <laughs> his gravesite. I'm like, what? That's Paul Revere, for Christ's sake. Everything is historic. And, in fact, you know, it's really common to have people live in homes from the 1600s. And yeah. out here in Los Angeles, they're knocking down homes from like the 1980s. They preserve nothing in right, Los Angeles. Right. And I'm like, we're preserving homes from the 1600s. Why can't you do that and keep a cute mid-century modern oh, home? You know, you can't do it. Got to build that modern farmhouse that'll fall apart in a year. Yep. That's all true. Oh, my God. We ran over time. Look at that. You guys were so interesting. We ran over time. What do you think? You, you know, this was a good Tuesday. I agree. Great. Gee, what was the difference this Tuesday? Why was it such a good Tuesday? (laughs) (laughs) She's going to hear all about this, you know. I know. It's like, wait a minute. What what made it different than last Tuesday? (laughs) You weren't here last Tuesday, Tom. We missed you. I was not. I was not around. We were in uh, the cashiers. And, you know, I have yet to meet a person in Minnesota that's been to the cashiers. I've asked like 20 people, and nobody's been there yet. I haven't been there either. Oh, my. I haven't been there. God, it's gorgeous. It's incredibly. And the great thing about it is the entire area, well, Asheville is, you know, the, the big city, and that it gets very political there. But their politics in the cashiers is, yeah, good, you do whatever. It's good. I'm happy for you. Whatever your beliefs are, good for you. They don't ever argue politics in the cashiers. I love that. Right? I'd be there for fall foliage, not political talk. Oh, I'm telling you, the fall foliage, <laughs> you, you can forget. It is spectacularly beautiful. Except... I know you got it. We got to get going here, but I will tell you this: as you're driving along, because Catherine always drives, she will never let me drive. I think I might be a little too aggressive. That might be what it is. But I don't tailgate <laughs> people. I don't do that. But so she's driving everywhere we go, 
And in America, you're on the right side of the road, which means I was about three feet from about a 2,000-foot drop. You know, that was great constantly, that if she had lost control of the car, we would have plummeted about a half a mile down the side of a mountain. That was a little nerve-wracking, i got to be honest with you. That makes me sweat if I'm behind the wheel. (laughs) Yes, I understand that completely. All right, young lady, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, and I'll see you later for the family. The family, absolutely. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break. Be right back right after this. Matter of fact, Chris Eggert is up next. You all have helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. Very good move. You've heard me recently speak about my slippers, the Giza Dream Sheets, MyPillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. Their proprietary technology makes them extremely exorbitant, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98, and for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's up 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. And, and be sure to, again, you'll save 50%. I know you guys don't like using promo codes, but it's going to save you a lot of money. So I would do that if I were you. Use the promo code TOM. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. Lowe's knows how to save pros time and money. Right now, get up to $1,500 off select major kitchen appliances and save 10% when you buy select James Hardy plank siding in bulk. Visit us today in-store or online for more deals you can't beat. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Offer valid 824-913. Exclusions apply while supplies last. See Lowe's.com for details. Selection varies by location. Discount taken at the time of purchase. I'm here talking with my friends Michael Bilski and Brad Huckle of North American Banking Company. Guys, it seems like banking has changed quite a bit since you first opened your doors in 1998. Yes and no. In 98, we didn't have online and mobile banking like we do today. Many banking processes have also changed. One thing that hasn't changed is we still provide a true community bank experience right here in the Twin Cities. Our team takes the time to get to know our customers and their goals. This creates a relationship that is unique in banking today and one our customers appreciate. It's why we like to say we provide a better banking experience. You're absolutely right, Brad. I've been a customer for a long time. The service your team provides is phenomenal. Thanks, Tommy. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, team. Apps on the table by 7.30 sharp. Jalen and his catering company have a lot on their plate. Really particular. He needs a bigger team to continue climbing up the food chain. Hey, Mitch, was that a contract for 200 or 250 people? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates, and you can schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from the Indeed dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
Tom Bernard here. Are you ready for some throttle therapy? Cruise the water in luxury on brand new Bennington pontoon from the Power Lodge, of course. Enjoy sunset from the water. That's one of the things I used to love so much. Entertain the kids and float on the lakes all summer long. It all starts at the Lodge, the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge, with locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine of St. Cloud, of course. Hundreds of pontoons in stock across all Power Lodge locations. Your summer fun begins at Brainerd's newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge. You've heard it before. Brittany wants to be a Klingon if we buy a pontoon. I am going to buy a pontoon. I will tell you the easiest way to have a bunch of old friends come out of the woodwork is to own a pickup truck or a pontoon. I became way more popular with my friends and family when I owned a pontoon. Enjoy the best days of summer on your favorite lake and a brand new Bennington pontoon from the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge in Ramsey. Millerine in St. Cloud is the largest Bennington dealer in the entire world. Throttle therapy on land and water, powerlodge.com and millermarine.com. And please do tell them that Tommy... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little schmoozing, a little news, a little information. News brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. And joining us now, of course. Uh, by the way, AJ, so far, uh, the digital's doing pretty well. Knock huh? on wood. No. <laughs> so why'd you bring it up, Tom? Why'd you? I heard that hesitation. I was like, don't. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. But it sounds wonderful. Allie, you get a good signal and everything, right? Oh, yeah, it's great. No, no, next time I do that, go. Just don't even respond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me a heart attack. Oh, don't, don't even joke about that. Don't even joke about that. AJ's having flashbacks to the beginning of the show. And oh, she did their cameras. Okay, Chris. Losing it. Chris, if you're actually, Chris, if yeah. you're joking around here. No, oh, my God. That was like, I only did it because Allie did it. Because oh. I was thinking about it. I'm like, I want to give AJ a heart attack. So it's been a rough oh, day. The oh. greatest, right? Oh, AJ's in it. My hair's going to be gray by the end of this week. <laughs> AJ, I know what it's like. I did, pro- I did producing for a while, too. It's hard. It's a stressful oh. little room by yourself, and everyone's yelling at you. It's terrible. Hey, we're having fun. We're having fun. All I'm saying is it's it, brilliant engineering. That's all I'm saying, right? Absolutely. And like, and like Ali said, there's nothing more stressful because especially like you'll do a sound check before like, yep, everything's working. And then one person joins and now everything is just a ray. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Mr. Eggert, ladies and gentlemen, what's the any big news uh, this morning we should know about? I think, uh, I mean, it's not a local news story, but it kind of is. The Aaron Rodgers story is obviously yeah. huge today. And um, as everybody waits to find out what happened. I go to bed early because of my shift. So, like, I just woke up this morning and was reading all the stories from last night. And I was like, oh, my God, are you freaking kidding me? I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't even believe it was real. Like, to to have him go down after four plays, uh, it's just crazy. Um, Sometimes when you don't do something yourself, Chris, the universe will make it happen for you. Well... I mean, I know there's plenty of people who feel that way, but I, I, <laughs> football, I, you know, it, 
I've got a kid who plays it in college. I was just at a high school game on Friday night where a young man almost like had his arm, like he almost lost his arm. I I do think it's important for people to realize that it's almost a miracle. People don't get hurt every time they're out there on the football field. Like it, Mm -hmm. it really is. um, I think people don't necessarily appreciate, um, you know, how dangerous it can be and how physically taxing. But I, I was just reading right before I, I came on the air that this is renewing calls for the pros to be playing on grass and not playing on oh. artificial turf. <laughs> yep. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that conversation coming up. Um, I think most orthopedic surgeons will tell you they've seen um, definitely a trend as as the pro teams and the college teams, even the high school teams have all sort of moved over to this artificial turf versus grass. So it's uh yeah, bad deal. I understand. I did not know. You said your son plays college football. Yeah. I had no idea your wife was that good an athlete. She, she was great. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> didn't get it from you. Obviously. I was just a giver. No, so, no yeah. I mean, I, I can't even keep a freaking leg. How <laughs> It's a very good approach. I like that. <laughs> so where does your son play football? Uh, St. Thomas. Oh, that's phenomenal. Oh, wow. oh, so he's, so he's yeah. good then. He's good. Yeah. Well, he's big. He's a big boy. He's a big, he's a big feller and he's not even big enough. Like he's six, six, two eighty, And he's, Whoa. he's still got, he's still got a lot of like growing to do before he can like have any kind of impact. So, but I, I this kid that got hurt at the, football game we we're at on friday it just it breaks my heart it yeah. was the second game of yep. the year mm-hmm. kid just saw his whole year you know and lucky to lucky to have gotten away from all of it you know uh even as well as he did and it did it's not a it's not a great outcome for him but it's a it's a dangerous sport it is it's definitely mm-hmm. a dangerous sport i hope there's not what i also heard some people talking about is there's going to be some rule changes for more protection for the quarterbacks. And I hope, I don't know, as a fan, I feel like that's already getting kind of out of control. But when you've got one of the best players in the league get get hurt on the fourth play of the game, you got to wonder if that's going to be part of the conversation now too. Yeah, well, I'm not sure what rule you put in place to make sure that a 39-year-old man doesn't rupture his Achilles while he's getting yeah. tackled. I know. But, I know, but don't you feel like there's going to be some kind of knee-jerk reaction? I don't know. Yeah, I hope not. Cause and I mean the I know David Back Boxiari, who was Aaron Rodgers' former teammate in Green Bay, was he's a very big like uh, supporter of the natural grass versus the artificial turf. And depending yeah. on who you talk to, some people say it doesn't make any difference. Some people say it does. It definitely does. As you know, I played football and you know, up in the college levels, and it definitely does make a difference playing on natural grass. Even no matter how soft turf has come a long way since it was, you know, the Astro turf in the Metrodome, for example. Uh, yeah. But it still is a night and day difference playing on natural grass, just landing on it, getting tackled. Everything just feels a lot better the next day. I could see that. We'll see. I think the real victim is. Where'd you play, Kevin? I forgot that. Uh, oh, I was sorry. at NDSU, and then I um, tore my hip flexor going into my sophomore year, and that was all she wrote. Hmm. Ouch. Ooh. Sorry yeah. to hear that. Yeah, no, but it happens. But you did know, you, did right? you have like, did you have scholarship money or anything from it, or no? Uh, no, I was a walk-on, <laughs> and so I was a preferred. That <laughs> 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 so was a preferred preferred walk-on, and then yeah, tore my hip flexor. 
Um, I had like, I pulled a hamstring pretty bad as well my freshman year. And so they were like, well, once you're healthy, we'll get you a scholarship. And then unfortunately I had some family stuff come up, was like, I can't continue to be a broke college kid and try and play football. Yeah. Yep. And then three weeks or two weeks after I quit, I was working out in our like on campus little weight room. And one of the seniors who started as a walk on got a full ride and he ended up quitting like two days later. And I was like, I would murder somebody for your scholarship and you just gave it away. <laughs> right. like, yep. Let me go back to the coaches mm -hmm. real quick. Right. But yeah. Oh, I should ask you, Chris, by the way, is there a specific time you need to be out by? Uh, I think if I'm out by about 845, that's cool. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I know you got different different timing, different days and all the rest of it. So I just want to make sure we don't run over for you because you're a very busy man reporting the important news. I don't know if I'm uh, definitely – I'm definitely busy, Tom. I am, uh, I've, I've got a lot of bosses. I think I've got like five different bosses right now, which is really cool. I don't know where your guys is. Uh, well, you don't have a boss at all, Tom. Um, oh, you never met Catherine? <laughs> well, that's the life partner, not a boss. <laughs> well, I'll still go with boss. Honey, I hope yeah. you're listening. <laughs> Honest to God. So in any case, sorry, go, going back, getting back now. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah, it's having yeah having bosses was that I know this is going to be hard for you guys to believe, but for, for me to have a boss was not comfortable. I don't believe it. <laughs> you don't <laughs> believe it for a second. No. Why? You think I was just sat there and went, "Yes, sir. Whatever you say, yes, ma'am." Those are all the stories I ever heard. Right. <laughs> How polite I was to everyone. Yeah. My, yeah. I, I think my favorite story about your bosses was when, like, Cumulus got new, whatever, people in charge, and they mm -hmm. called everybody in for a morning meeting, and at the time you were doing the show from your home, mm -hmm. and you're like, I don't come in for my own show. I'm not coming in for your meeting. You guys know where to find me. That would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> the maddest they ever got, Allie, because you worked over there. You know this. And I'm not talking about oh, anybody yeah. in specific – but I right. might have been talking to a person who might have been a general manager. I'm not, I don't remember. But they were going on and on and on, mm -hmm. bitching about everything. Meanwhile, we're making millions and millions of dollars for them. So I finally had enough, and I said, why don't you do me a favor? Why don't you go back to the bar and have another drink? <laughs> oh, they didn't like that at all. But I did. No, I don't think yeah. so. Well, you could smell the booze from across <laughs> the table, for God's sake. It's like, so you go booze it up with your buddies at lunch, and you come back and be a tough guy? I don't think so. Not going to work. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I don't work well for people. I just, I never have, to tell you the truth, other than my mother and so my wife. Was, yeah, some people are just like that, though, yep. you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. I feel like the best bosses are the ones that trust their people and get out of the yeah. way and don't try yep. to micromanage every single thing. <laughs> like, like, you guys are doing well. Like, I guess if I was your boss, Tom, I would have, I guess I would have been, uh, had a little bit more of a mindset of like well let's see it's the number one rated morning show in the entire country um uh, for the <laughs> most part i really there's not much i can do to tweak things here how about i kind of just get out of the way and let them do their own thing unless there's some really important reason for me to have to to get involved but you know but you're not from minnesota Allie, where did you grow up uh burnsville apple valley oh you that's right you told me that already because there, mm -hmm. Chris, mm -hmm. you did notice, and, and once I came out of my neighborhood, which is not like the rest of Minnesota, the we have to knock you down a peg or two thing. I had never even heard of that before. Minnesotans love, a, oh, you're getting to be too big a deal. We're going to have to have to knock you down a peg. Why? If it's working, shut up, right? 
I don't know. If that, is that unique just to Minnesota? Because well, I maybe feel not. like there's a little bit of that. I feel like there's a little bit of that everywhere, right? Like it's, it's kind of like when somebody gets so famous and then there's something scandalous happens and everybody seems to be really interested in that. But the flip side of that is everybody likes a comeback story too, right? Like yeah. think of how, think of somebody like Tiger Woods who was at, think of how high he was in a career and just from endorsements and everything. And then all that stuff went down with his wife. And then all that stuff came out about the, the, his, um, his hobbies and uh, <laughs> extracurricular. Right, the Perkins yeah, waitresses. But then, but then but yeah, bro, listen, I love Waffle House too. I'm not hating. Oh, that. I, love that. I love it. Um, smothered, covered, whatever. Um, so, but then when it comes to like his fall from grace, but I feel like people also got by behind him when he came back up too, and like he had his comeback. But I don't know. It's. You're in you're in rare air there, Tom, with your situation with your management. I mean, I, I just feel like uh, when somebody talks for a living and somebody commands the audience that you do, there's probably some people that had to try to flex on you to show that yeah, they I were, suppose. you know, to just kind of like try to have a, a penis size contest with you, so to speak. Well, and I got to be honest with you, because I, I grew up with women telling me what to do, my mother and my older sisters. Uh, I'm more, much more comfortable with a woman telling me what to do than a man. I, I don't know why that is. Do, do men always want to, like you said, you got to flex your muscle. Is that what it is, you think? I mean, that, that's, what I, that's what I see as your psychiatrist right now. That's what, that's <laughs> what I'm going to go take some more medication. Is that and what I'll you're tell saying? you what, if anybody in the world has all that figured out, it's me. Yeah, well, no, I just, I suppose the way you grew up, because my mother raised us, I listened to women much for advice much more than men, because that's how I was raised, right? That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then you meet other asshole women, and that gets all blown up in your face. But other than that, no, you're not buying that? I will say, though, Tom, I had a really great boss where we worked and he did leave us alone and that was really nice i never had any fear of like him busting in the studio if i had a bad break or something like that you know he was he was very See, that's uh, great <clears throat> yeah i said uh what was his style like like just sort of nonchalant like he's he was just he was the coolest and where was that so, that was at 93x oh it was okay so you're talking about mm -hmm. wade yeah oh i love wade wade's a great guy yeah He's yeah, fantastic. I, yeah, last time I saw him, he was still in Chicago, and we're hanging out down there with with all the people and all the rest of it. But no, Wade's a great guy, no question about. It. He's. A, I think he's. I think he's back there now. Yeah, he is absolutely. That's what mm -hmm. I heard anyway. I haven't talked to him, but uh, no, I, I got no problem with him at all. I think he's always had really, really good uh, good judgment. He's a decent yeah. person. That's the whole deal, mm -hmm. right? And he's smart. Yeah, and he's smart. I don't know about the smart part. <laughs> no, he is. You know, you're absolutely right. It is nice to have people that, that you kind of mesh with. That's why, to tell you the truth, I always bring it. And she's not my boss, and I don't directly work for her. But I've known Ginny Hubbard since she was like eight years old. I love Ginny Hubbard. And it's not just because I'm working with her now. I've always liked that woman. She's, a, she's straight ahead. Like, really, Tom? Why don't you blow it out your ass? <laughs> that kind of person, you know? <laughs> I like that. It, that works for me. But, you know, so Chris... Uh, I think you do a pretty good job hiding the hatred you have for most management. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, 
I, it's a listen. We all know, like, it, this is a weird job for mm. any anybody who's on the air. You've got a lot of things to things have to happen just right for you to be able to perform in a certain way. And when there's a management that's um, that's making you question how you're doing things, it it really does knock you off your game. I remember when I was younger yeah. and having some bosses who, you know, were had to continually tell me how young I was. You know, you look too young. Don't don't act young. Don't do this. Don't do that. And when you what? feel like you can't open your mouth and do what you know you can do. And you then you start to question every single thing that you're doing, and it uh, to me it throws off the whole performance. But yeah. and I'm not saying this is like a hard job in that regard, um, but there is it's different than being, you know, than building houses. It's different than X Y Z because you have to rely on having enough confidence to go on the air and not be scared of it, but yet not be nervous that every time you say something your boss doesn't like, they're going to jump down your throat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or just not be afraid of what other people think of you, like yeah. Brittany. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's she has that. no fear. That's why I love Brittany so much. Brittany, yeah, no fear. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, look, I mean, I'm in a situation uh, that I talk to Dan and Amy all the time. You know, the greatest thing when, when I have a conference call with Dan, who's head of programming for the entire con- country, isn't he? I think. <clears throat> Uh, I believe that's his title. And then Amy, of course, works with Dan. And when I talk to them, it's it's interesting because it, they both get a tone like, is this phone call going to go on much longer? Because I mean, they'll never say that, but, you know, it's kind of like, well, boy, look at the time. It's one of those deals. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, the vibe. Listen, that's the vibe, yeah. You got to have an opportunity when you do meet with whoever your boss is or whoever you're – I mean – Sometimes you got to get into the uncomfortable zone anyway, just because that's not, that's just fun. No, I agree with you 100%. Look, other thing, you guys probably been through this before too. The PD many, many years ago came to me on at KQ and said, we got, I want to do this. I said, are you sure you want to do that? And I won't even say what it was because it was a really stupid idea. Oh no, this will be great. It'll be great. A lot of attention. We'll get a lot of press out of it. This is going to be unbelievable. We got to do this. I said, are you sure you want to do this? Oh, yeah, I absolutely. We definitely should do it. Two weeks later, I see him on television saying, well, that was Tom's idea. He actually blamed it on me. Oh, no. I'm like, no well, way. thank you so much. Oh, that's, that's weak. I know. It's so typical, though, isn't it? That's weak. Look, I've made plenty of bad decisions and said really stupid things in my life, but I'll take you know, credit for those. I'll take the blame or the credit, right? Yep. But I, I don't know. I just love that. It's like, I don't want to do this. Oh, yes, we need to do this. Oh, we did it and it didn't work? That's your fault. Oh, okay. I did learn a lesson, though, that day. I really did because there are a lot of people like that, that if it works, it's because of me, and if it doesn't work, it's because of you. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I love that stuff. That works for me, man. Any other big headlines? You only got about two minutes left with us today, unfortunately, Chris. Any other uh, big stories? Yeah, like, uh, I don't know if you caught it on the news this morning, but Duluth got, like, a crazy amount of rain last night. Oh. It was, like, three to five inches in certain spots right by the um, the campus there of uh, UMD. 
it like rained for almost five inches. And so you're up on the hill in Duluth. And so then all that water just basically ran down the right. hillside. And right. like, it was, it was pretty crazy for a while there. They had to close interstate 35 and all kinds of junk. So um, just a micro storm that went through that. So th- they're going to be dealing with that. I imagining for most of the day today, getting through that. So, um, and then it rained a little bit in the twin cities area too, which was just noteworthy because it hasn't all summer really for the most part so not a lot that was other big yeah yeah, other big story we had today so all right pally so we will talk to you again tomorrow all right you guys have a good rest uh ali uh tevin good to see you guys good to see you nice to see you chris you too tom and aj of course oh he throws aj in at the end that's very Ah. nice nice of you okay thanks a lot ron majors Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Goodbye. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, news brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. We've got to take a break here. We'll be right back. A legend or two coming in the studio right after this. Uh, here we go. I'm looking for a here, – here's the situation. I'm looking for a weather transition. Does that make sense? First of all, I'm talking about ProTurf here, which is all about – well, Catherine made a great call. Because ProTurf came on, they were advertisers, and then Catherine went, well, we have the side of our house. When you look at straight on the house, on the left side, there was just this really slippery, grassy hill. ProTurf came in and set up this step system with these beautiful rocks and slate and all that stuff. Did a magnificent job. And that's kind of what I want to talk about with you now. Uh, I know what I'm talking about because they worked with us, did a phenomenal job, could not have been better. They were huge listeners anyway, which does help. You know, you got to be honest, right? If they're listeners, that does help. Mm -hmm. I love that, as a matter of fact. So here's the deal. ProTurf did my landscape this spring. Rick had some great ideas. As a matter of fact, Rick is going to show up because the neighbors all get together eh, probably for another couple of weeks, mostly on Friday night, sit outside. And they have a cocktail, and I sit there with my, you know, my, oh, my Zevia root beer. There you go. But uh, Rick wants to come and do that a couple of times, and I said, ah, forget it. You can't come. You're out of the mix. No, actually, he is going to come, I guess, and, and hang out. But here's what I'm talking about. These are human beings. They're real people. They're good people. They do a great job. Uh, I think they took pictures of all of it. Um, I'll, I'll ask Catherine about that because I know it's on our, on her social media, but I think ProTurf might have put it up, too. It is absolutely stunningly beautiful what they did. No question about it because the people at ProTurf got a great staff, the whole deal. A ProTurf certified landscape designer can help you design a landscape that not only looks nice but will also increase the value of your home, and I'm very serious about that. Fall is not only a great time to plant but also a great time for hardscape patios, walkways, retaining walls. When it's too cold for planting, hardscapes can continue until the ground is frozen sometimes into December. I would call ProTurf. I'm telling you, they did it. They did a wonderful job, and they'll do a great job for you, too. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200 
$1,000. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code BEST for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code BEST for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code BEST for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. Dougie, how's life in Baldwin? I love it, though it's a bit hard to find a half-calf, decaf, heavy foam. I'll give you some heavy foam. Yeah, that's what he said. Anyway, I just came back from the National Ford meeting and got to hear Bill Ford, Henry's grandson, and Jim Farley, who's the CEO, talk about the future of the company. It was really interesting, and I learned some cool stuff. Read this. Ford builds more vehicles in the USA than any other brand. Huh? I thought it would have been Tesla. Not even close. Keep reading. Ford outsold Toyota in 2022 and is on track to do it again. I didn't know that either. Probably these commercials. Yeah, sure, pal. Ford has successfully partnered with the UAW and hasn't suffered a strike in over 40 years. Ford also has the largest number of assembly workers in the United States. You know, Tom, I've really fallen in love with the product. From the electrics to the super duties, thanks to you, a lot of people have reached out to put Ford on their list. If you want to talk cars in general or Ford specifically, reach out to me at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. FlagshipFord.com. And now a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive. And today, expect mostly sunny conditions with a high on life that can only come from cruising down the road on two wheels. Kids will wave, dogs will bark, and cyclists in padded shorts will instantly regret their chosen mode of transportation. Whereas you, on the other hand, will look super-duper cool. Back to you in the studio. This has been a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive, where every day's a beautiful day to ride with coverage from America's number one motorcycle insurer. Get a quote today and see what you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Your family will love Minnesota-made Killebrew Old-Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Then cheer on the fun. Take it from me, Ken Herbeck, Killebrew. It's how memories are created and legends are made. 